Okay, so uh, welcome to episode nine of the Step It Up podcast. Um, very excited today. Um, oh, first of all, Happy New Year to everybody, by the way. Um, we're we're going to put this out on New Year's Eve of, uh, of 2018, um, and you know for reasons that will become clear. Uh, but I'm really excited today to introduce uh, a very, very good friend of mine um, and, and work colleague as well, um, John Thor. Hey everyone, it's John Thor here. Like Scott said, we've uh, worked together. I work for the same company he does, EIMS, and have actually worked both sides of the Atlantic. And you'll probably notice my accent is a bit different from his, but uh, I'm originally from Iceland, but I've worked now in several different countries, doing everything from freelance writing, public speaking and music, to sales management. So it's, uh, it's good to be here and adding podcaster to the, uh, to the <laughs> yeah. list of things on my repertoire. <laughs> and, and rock star as well. A rock star in, in many different respects, I would say. <laughs> awesome. Absolutely. Well, John, I've got to say, I think that you're going to be the best Icelandic guest that we've had on this, on this show in 2018, <laughs> in December 2018. Out of everyone? By a mile. everyone you've had? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Hey, so thanks for joining us uh, today, John. Um, really appreciate it. Uh, and Happy New Year, of course. Likewise. So, um, so John, I'm going to kick things off with, um, you know, we, we often have quite a light-hearted approach on the uh, Step It Up podcast, um, and uh, we certainly don't want to change that today, but we are going to tackle quite a, a difficult subject, to say the least, which is mental health, and, and probably specifically we're talking about depression, right? Um, and um, I think before we before we get into that, I think it's super important um, that we um, that we that we you know treat the subject with a lot of sensitivity, um, and also make it really clear that you know I don't know about you, John, but I, I'm not a trained medical professional in this area whatsoever. Well, you know, I, I do peruse Wikipedia a lot, but um, I'll admit, yeah, I don't have any qualifications. Yeah. So, so, um, so we're we're basically coming at this from our own personal experiences, um, and and I think you know I don't want to speak for you, but for, for, from my point of view, I, I I hate seeing people suffer, and really my passion and my my driving force in life, and I've sort of finally connected to that at the age of. Um, 42, but I know I don't look it, obviously. But um, <laughs> is um, is basically uh, to to end suffering, um, especially you know uh, uh, I was gonna say un- unnecessary suffering, but I think all suffering is unnecessary. Um, so that that's really you know what I've kind of committed to to to, to doing. Um, I'll get on to m- my sort of brush with mental health and depression uh, in a, in a second, but. You know what, what? What about you, John? What? What's because you inspired this? You put a post on on LinkedIn about this um, a little while ago, which I responded to and said, "Hey, listen, you know, um, that that's you know that's that, that's in my thoughts a lot of the time as well, which is why we're doing today's podcast." So, you know, what, do you mind sort of sharing what you know what's on your mind there? Yeah. So I guess it all started sort of. Um you know, when I look back as a teenager, I, I had a lot of feelings that I could never explain. And I think a big part of it was I never really had the vocabulary. There was never this discussion around. And I remember feeling feelings of being bored or unfulfilled. And I could never really verbalize it in a way that I could even ask for help if I'd been offered it. And it wasn't until a lot later that I started 
actually studying psychology in college that I started seeing all these sort of things that I related to on a deep level and later on actually it still took me years and years before I sought out help simply due to the fact that what I then found out was I suffered from high functioning depression which means that I was seeing people suffer from depression and struggle to get out of bed and thinking actually Mm. that's not me so I must not need the help because I'm not as bad off as them whereas actually a common sort of symptom or I guess um, a part of people's lives when they have high functioning depression is that or high functioning um, anxiety disorder for that matter is that they'll sort of diminish the effects of their own on their own mental health because they see themselves as less ill than others yeah and and what I found was that actually caused me to stay away from getting help for a long time sort of because I thought oh, I'll just handle it on my own but the amount of benefit that I got from just facing it head on later on made me think, man, if, if I'd just gotten that help sooner, and especially since then having started to spot the, um, spot the signs in others that are suffering from similar thoughts or similar problems, whether it's in a group of friends or in a workplace, being able to be there for them has been incredibly rewarding. Wow. Yeah, I think, I think you are. You 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 are nailed it there in in a, in a, in, a, in a few in a few ways. Um, I um I from my point of view as well. I, I used to you know I used to have these feelings exactly like you said that I couldn't explain and uh, look and, and basically say about because I'm not hunched in a doorway about to you know jack up a load of heroin into my arm or, or something or you know I can't you, 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 you know then, then uh, you know there's nothing wrong with me pull yourself together man snap out of it you know that kind of thing and I was I was also in a a uh, I grew up in a quite a macho environment really I, I, I as you know I'm, I'm very obsessed with football so you know all the way through my uh upbringing you know I spent an awful lot of time in the football change rooms or my US colleagues, soccer locker rooms, um, and uh, um, you know they're very macho environments where you've got to show that you're really tough um, and you know uh, up for banter and you know all, all, all of those things, and you never want to show any sort of vulnerability. And I think you know um, that, that, like, I, I I carried that kind of stigma around with me. Um, and it's taken me years and years and years, John, to even admit to myself that, you know, I, I have these thoughts which then cause me to do some behaviours which are really damaging to me. And, you know, um, and I'm, I won't go into, into a lot of depth about what those, what those things are at the moment. Um, that's a uh, that's a home banker for another podcast, by the way. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to, uh, you know, that's my sort of Star Wars 4, 5 and 6. Um, but... Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, you know, it's taken me years to just even admit that to myself. And you know, I think if you if you've got a pattern of thoughts and mental behaviour that then drives you to do things which are extremely damaging to you, I think you've got to, you know, you've got to recognise that either in yourself or or in, or in your friends, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think it's it's a it's an odd mix though because. Um... What you do often is you find ways to justify or you find ways to, you know, like you said, sort of, you know, with the, whether it's 
you try and push it away because you you're in a macho environment or whether you justify it like for example i did because part of my both anxiety and depression causes me to constantly long for the feeling of significance really right and that's part of that has been in a way i've perceived this positive because i've made some great decisions because i've thought oh this is going to get me somewhere where i'll feel significant but at the same time it's often taken i've often especially during teen years taken decisions irrationally and very rashly where i've rushed towards something because i think oh this will make a good story or this will make me sound more significant in the ears of someone whereas it never really at that time gave me the fulfillment that i was seeking right so in my head i was often thinking well surely i don't want to get help for any of this it's it's driving me forward it's making me want to make get more out of life whereas of course the logical conclusion is even if i felt better surely i would still want to be better in life <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you know uh, you, you know what you say kind of really uh, really brings to mind a few different um, things so I, as you know and as a lot of the listeners know you know I've, I've spent a lot of time studying um, Tony Robbins um, approach to, 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 to these things and he, he's, he, he's great in certain respects and in other respects you know just like anything you know he, he's not for everyone but he talks about the fact and I think this goes deeper than just him you know that there are um, six kind of human needs that and, and everything that any of us do uh, any behaviors any actions that we do are, are in order to you know to to acquire one of these one of these six needs and and um you know we'll, we'll go into massive depth but it's it's uh, certainty variety um significance so you know I really appreciate you saying that because that that's a massive one um love and connection they're the kind of four internal ones and then the fifth and the sixth ones are Personal growth and you know, contribution to society, you know, and it's really interesting that you, you say that, really, because um, uh, you know, I, I think that what what's driven me is is um is wanting to feel significant. I never felt a lack of love or connection. I had an amazing family that um made sure I never wanted for that, um, and and friends around me as well. So I can't really claim that that is one of the uh, one of the needs that I'm sort of deficient in, but um. I think I think significance was was a major one for me too. Yeah, and I think it's it's interesting when when people ask me where I think that comes from. Um, I always seem to have a few different ideas, but the one that I always like the most simply because it's quite, I guess, in a way, animated or it sort of paints quite an interesting picture. Is when when I was a kid, I would always watch these films, and I would always think, oh, I want these adventurous lives where you see people going on these amazing personal journeys within the span of about 90 minutes yeah and then you're sitting sitting there going through years of you know being a teenager where let's admit it a lot of the time not a lot of stuff happens you go to school you hang out with your friends and it's not exactly first bueller's day off you know yeah um and uh, um, I always Classic thought that was a good sort of narrative device to explain that I always felt like, oh, I need to hurry to get stuff done. Like I want to, I want to have lives like these people, not lives like, you know, um, when you see, I guess the first 20 minutes of film, like the matrix where Neo is just sitting in an office building 
bored out of his mind and you go oh that's that's not where i want to be i want to take the red pill (laughs) yeah (laughs) so totally yeah and um um i um i'm listening i'm reading a, a, a book by um russell brand at the moment which is really 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 interesting um, and um, it's influencing a lot of my thoughts and things. But he, he says that, you know, we, we kind of, um, humans seem to have this condition that doesn't set, like automatically make you say, look, there must be more to life than this. There must be, you know, th- th- I must have some potential that I'm not, I'm not fulfilling. And, and, he, and he gives the example of being in a shopping mall or, um, or a tube station and seeing people on the escalators. And they're just sort of on the escalators with a blank expression, kind of accepting, look, this is life, I'm, I'm a rat in the maze, and if I keep running around the maze, I'll eventually get a treat at the end of the day, and that's what life is. And no one's going, good guys, this was fucking boring, let's do something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I really like that analogy. Um, cool, so John, I, I wanted to um, really, you know, the, the, um, one of the golden rules of the podcast is that we always... You know, we give people some practical things that they can they can take away, and I know we've we've you know this is a massive subject, and we haven't even made like a tiny incision into it, into it really. But um, what I wanted to sort of direct us towards a little bit was um, how do you spot that behaviour in yourself and, and and others really? Have you got any thoughts on that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So um, this is something I've been working through a lot recently, and actually. Um, especially after starting um, to see a therapist, it's it's helped me a lot to sort of, um, I guess, work through those signs because I was I started noticing them early on as a teenager, but there were others that I didn't. So, just as an example, as a teenager, I very quickly started noticing signs of anxiety. I would notice, you know, I'd get shorter breath, I'd get, um, I'd start worrying about all these things, and sort of I would refer to them as uh, thought spirals where I'd start spiraling downwards from a single thought right and and what I would say is a sort of a tool to spot this it, the, probably the best way to explain it is by giving an example where um, the other day my wife and I went out for a drink with people from work and she came to me and said hey actually you know your boss told me that you're doing such a good job and <laughs> Sort of the, um, the the normal response would probably be something like, "Oh, great, yeah. love to hear that." <laughs> yeah, bit of <laughs> praise. My... That's that's good. I'll I'll add that to the self esteem stack. <laughs> yeah. but, but but instead, and um, well, this is actually a few months ago, but now I think I'd be quicker at spotting this. But at that time, I wasn't. I was I was in a quite kind of a low place, and my first response instead of "Oh, that's good." was well it's good that good that he thinks so yeah <laughs> and and then and then that spiraled from diminishing the the compliment by saying well at least he thinks so over to me saying well surely he's just saying that to be nice he's saying that to you because you know he wants us to feel good you know he's a nice guy and then it, go, it went into well why would he think i'm doing a good job and it just spirals down from there and what started as a compliment then became yeah basically a bad mood and i think if you notice people doing that a lot and this is where it turns into noticing it from others if you see people diminishing compliments from you a lot like if you say oh you've done such a good job and they either become a bit awkward or push it away i'm not saying that's a 
definite. Yes, they've got depression. I'm not trying to. Yeah. <laughs> not trying to um, act qualified to to spot that to that degree, but often that it does mean that they probably don't feel like they're doing a good job. Yeah. And especially if you then see people, you know, um, call in sick a odd amount of times and very often, and sorry to anyone who uses this excuse often, I don't mean to call you out, but people that say they've got food poisoning about every other week. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, usually right. something something wrong on a mental side there. And it's and the reason why I call out food poisoning is from a managerial position, I've, I've seen people use that a lot simply because you know, no one's going to ask a lot around it. No one yeah. really wants to hear about your food poisoning and it can be gone in about 24 hours. So it's it's almost like this nice fallback yeah. that I've seen people use. And and, uh, and it's not your fault, right? It's the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> so it's exactly. like, like an, a low accountability, very easy thing to say, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, so, um, so kind of spotting that sort of, um, you know, just general negativity. Um, I, do you know what I wanted to say actually, um, which is that, you know, there might be people listening to this thinking, ah, oh, you know, sometimes I feel a bit off and I, you know, I, I, I say something negative. It doesn't mean I've got bloody depression, you know, and people might be thinking that and, you know, and I can say that because I was one of those people for sure. Right. Um, it might not be depression, but if you caught that stuff really early on and, and then learned techniques to manage it away um, and feel happier and more fulfilled, you might be avoiding a big car crash that's coming up in a few years in, in your life if you don't yeah. address it, right? Um, and and we, we would all like to slay that monster when it's tiny. Absolutely. And I think even on top of that, even if it's, like you said, if it's not depression or anything, I, I've sort of taken an outlook where it's where I'm sort of thinking, look, Time is the most valuable currency we have. It's the one thing we can't get back. And even if it's simply, you know, even if it's not depression, if you feel bad, you know, for let's just say an hour a day, if you could cut that down to half an hour a day, if you could cut down by half the time you feel bad in your life, wouldn't that be worthwhile? <laughs> just, I, I wonder how, many, how what I could have done with the time that I've spent feeling shit. <laughs> with no, half the time absolutely <laughs> absolutely and that's the methodology that I try to use and I actually use that quite a lot to get out of um, when I feel sort of anxiety start to build up I, I almost try to sort of try to put it aside I try to almost think about it from just a different perspective if I'm starting to worry about things that absolutely I shouldn't be worrying about yeah. two things I use is either if I'm on my own I try to sort of almost try and step out of it and go, right, should I be worried about this? And sort of try to apply a little bit of logic to that emotion. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I really underestimated until recently when I realized how much this has helped is just talk about it. And it's amazing how much it helps just to be open about it. And, you know, you mentioned in the beginning the LinkedIn post I made a big reason I made that LinkedIn post was because more and more in my sort of public speaking engagements and and also just my my day-to-day -day life, when I speak to people, I've sort of over the past four or five years ventured to be a lot more open about anxiety and depression. And I've heard so many people say, oh, man, you make me feel less alone when you say those things. And they've then started talking about it. And I've felt so many times if I've told 
for example, just my wife that oh, I just feel really worried about this. And sometimes her reaction is like, well, just don't. And then mm. she explains something very briefly and it breaks something that could have been, you know, a two hour panic attack a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that's, that's, that's incredibly powerful. Um, I, I, um, I, I, uh, I'm not going to go into the, to the, to the event, but you know, it was the trigger. Right. But, um, but I experienced my first panic attack, uh, around, what was it now? But, but like four years ago, five years ago. And, um, it, it's scary isn't it? because, because if you think you're dying, right. <laughs> scary as hell. I know I'm laughing by saying that, um, which I don't know why, why, why I am, because it kind of makes it easier to, to say, right. But it does feel like that, doesn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, laughing while talking about these things can confuse people, but at the same time, I, I do it all the time, you know. But I'd, I'd rather talk about these things with a smile on my face yeah. than with a tear in my eye. John, John if it's any consolation, I did mine in front of the uh, entire accounting department at EIMS, <laughs> so uh, in, the, uh, in the car park <laughs> out the back. Um, and, uh, you know, and um, they, they were sort of looking at me, and I was thinking... Are they going to come out and help? And they probably were thinking, oh, this Scott, that rem- he's being sick in the car park. That reminds me, he hasn't done his expenses this month, you know? <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you, you know, and, 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 um, and I also, when I, when I suffered that and I eventually started to tell people about it, um, very reluctantly started to tell people about it, um, nearly everyone I said said to me, yeah, mate, to be honest with you, keep this under your heart, but I get it as well, right? And um, that makes you realise that you know, this, this, this is all around and, and none of us talk about it, which is, which is making it worse. So I think, um, you know, we, we've already sort of gone through 20 minutes now, John, and, that, and, the, and the kind of rules are we need to cut it there um, uh, for now. <laughs> but um, I, I don't know how you feel, but I think this is so worthwhile talking about. And um, I hope, you know, the people listening to this agree with that. Absolutely. And look, you know, if, if people want to hear more about um, the subject, I'd love to join again, whether it's, you know, in a week or two, a month, whenever, and really discuss this further. And also, you know, if, if people want to talk about this one-on-one or get some advice, you know, I'm, I'm easy to find on, on LinkedIn, seeing as I'm the only person in the world with my full name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. But you need the special character, don't you, on your keyboard to actually spell it, spell it properly. <laughs> well, not not on, not on LinkedIn. I've I've kept that with um, with English letters. Oh but yeah. On, on on Facebook, I'm more difficult to find because of those specific characters. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay, John. Well, look, I'm gonna we're gonna post this on the Step It Up podcast Facebook page. I'll, I'll tag you in. So, um, and and what I would like to say to people is. Please, you know, if you've agreed with what we're saying, if it's resonated, if you've disagreed with what we're saying, um, or if there's a specific area that you'd like us to focus on on the next one, um, completely anonymously, of course. And we're not going to read it out and go, oh, here. so we've got an interesting letter here from John in, uh, in Leicestershire. You know what I mean? Um, but, um, <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're completely anonymously. But give us a subject to talk about. Engage with us. We'd love to hear your feedback on this. Um, and you can private message me, uh, the Step It Up podcast uh, uh, Facebook page, or um, or John, you know, d- directly, and um, you know, let us know your thoughts and what you think we should talk about next. Because 
you know, and 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 the, and the other thing I'll say before before we before we wrap up is that I don't know about you, John, but I want to learn a lot more about this subject myself. I'm not saying I'm an expert in any way. I'm a novice, and I really want to learn more about it. So engagement would help that. Absolutely, hundred percent. Awesome. And I'll leave you one final thought, right? Uh, again, from this Russell Brand book that I'm reading at the moment, he kind of asked the question, look, if you've had this all your life, when are you going to deal with it? Are you going to wait until you're on your deathbed and then shout, this isn't who I am, bye! (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's so ridiculous. If I kind of think of the years that I've, you know, that I've wasted already, it kind of, you know, it, it, it it gives me the determination to just, 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 live the best life I can live from today onwards, you know? Absolutely. And I think that's, that's an important distinction as well. You use the, don't think about lost years. Think about the ones you've gained moving forward. Yeah. Good point. Awesome. Hey, thanks, John. Um, have a great uh, new year's Eve uh, party tonight. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, we'll, we'll catch up in the new year. Likewise, man. Thanks for having me. No worries. Take care.